0: Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Fluently Forward. Today, for our mini episode, we are going to be covering La Roach and the recent news drama of his retirement, is he retiring, what led to this, and more. You know how I like to dress up for an episode if you're watching here on YouTube. And we are going to talk a little bit, of course, about La Roach, all of the stylists, all of the looks that he has styled, the celebrities that he's worked with throughout the years. And this has been my hardest outfit to dress for to date because he's usually dressing ball gowns, stunning, exquisite looks that belong in museums. So I'm trying to do a little knockoff version of the Zendaya look for Oscars 2022, where she was wearing like a white button down crop top and a silver skirt. It's from Banana Republic and Up. Okay, so I'm not styled by Law Roach, but if he's retiring, hi, obviously I'm in need. So I think the one good thing out of his retirement could be maybe he's got some room for other people out there. Now, this news basically came as a shock to some, but not to me. And we'll be talking about this later because Law Roach, under his handle Luxury Law on Instagram, posted a week ago just with a photo that said retired on it. And he basically said, quote, my cup is empty. Thank you to everyone who supported me and my career. Over the years, every person that trusted me with their image, I'm so grateful for you all. If this business was just about the clothes, I would do it for the rest of my life, but unfortunately, it's not. The politics, the lies, and the false narratives finally got me. You win, I'm out. Heart, heart, heart. And this shocked a lot of people. If you're not in the fashion world, which I'm like not even fucking in there, I'm just like barely looking at it on Instagram. Law Roach has been a celebrity stylist even more than that. He coined this name for himself as an image architect, and we're going to get into that. But he has worked with Zendaya. She's his number one client. They've worked together since she was 14 years old, and he has worked with Celine Dion. He's worked with Megan Thee Stallion. He's worked with Anya Taylor-Joy. He's worked with Kerry Washington. He's worked with Haley Steinfeld. He's worked with Hunter Schaefer, a million and a half stars. Ariana Grande that gorgeous poofy tulle gray dress that she was wearing. Basically any look that you see on the red carpet that makes you stop and stare and go holy shit that's art. Look into it, it was probably styled by Law Roach. And I've been on this huge kick of listening to podcasts that he's featured on over the past couple of days here because Law Roach is creative. He's imaginative. He's always coming up with new ideas. He's really got this kind of like genius talent to him. And he's also really messy. He's really authentic. He isn't afraid to, like he said in his post, play by the Hollywood politics and bullshit rules. So he really tells it how it is, which makes him a great podcast guest. And I've loved learning about everything through listening to his interviews. So going back to how he called himself an image architect, he's also been featured on like America's Next Top Model and that's always the title that they give to him, La Roche, Image Architect. And I found it really cool when he was talking in his videos about why he came up with this title of image architect. One of the examples he uses is that he works with Celine Dion and he was saying a lot of people think that Celine Dion is 70 years old because they've just been hearing of her since forever because she got started in the game when she was really young, but did you know this? Celine Dion is only 54. She's like a freaking spring chicken. So she hired him to help him turn her image around and be an image architect, how to make her look younger or remind people of the fact that she is young and how to kind of change her vibe and her perception. And I think a lot of people say, and I abide by this too, he, I think, turned Zendaya from Shake It Up, Disney Channel, whoever, into this real power player in the fashion industry. I don't think she could have done that without him. He's really impactful. Image architect. What is a celebrity without their image? So after listening to him on these podcasts, I started to get a little bit of a feel for his personality. He, I think, works so well with Zendaya because they they both come across as very introverted people who care A lot about their craft and also have a strong work ethic but along with that work ethic is a really strong sense of creativity and what I think is really interesting about Law Roach and part of the reasons why we're going to get into some of these Dumois blind items about him being difficult to work with and hard to please Law is very upfront about his personality and his likes and his dislikes and I feel like not a lot of people do that I feel like it's kind of a raw quality. It's almost kind of jarring when you hear people speak authentically when you're not used to hearing them speak authentically. I mean, how often are we used to hearing pre-approved scripts from politicians and PR statements from celebrities that you know have been crafted around a conference table? And La Roche is someone in Hollywood where basically not only does he say something, but then he'll talk about his thoughts on the matter. So for example somebody might just say, "Hey guys, I'm retiring." But law would say, "Hi, I'm retiring. I loved this part of the fashion aspect, the clothes. I hated this part, the politics because my personality like, you know, meshes with one of these and not the other. That's why I'm quitting." So I think a lot of people view him as kind of a loose cannon because he speaks authentically, which is really interesting to me. Now that being said, he sometimes is a little bit dramatic. In some of these podcasts, he was talking about how he used to work with and be really close with Tiffany Haddish, but how that relationship fell apart. And there's no PR statement here of, our schedules just got busy, so I no longer work with Tiffany Haddish. Instead, he was like, she trusted the wrong people. I would tell her to ask for more money. She would completely blow up my spot and call them on the phone and said, hey, law told me that I should be asking for more money, and then that was kind of betraying my trust. He gets all into it. It's incredible. It's incredible. If you know his big three, put it in the comments below because I'm dying to know what his big three is. And after looking at more and more interviews and interactions of law, I think I've kind of figured out what he's all about. He likes perfection he likes excellence he likes things that are flawless and that is what i think his heart is always going to be true to there was even this fun he was um on the hbo show legendary where it's like uh, judging competitions and there was this really interesting scene we'll put it in here where basically kiki palmer was disagreeing with him in front of everyone about something and she read him to filth and he at the end it was so funny he just smiles and he goes you ate that. We don't know what they've been through. One fight and one person's struggle does not trump another. And I love Machiavelli, but the storyline for me has run stale. That's not fair to the competition. I get that. Lord, you're just so tired. And in the words of my late great hit, keep it moving. You ate that. <laughs> and like, he didn't even care that he was being insulted or disagreed with on live TV. He was just like your rebuttal was so good and so flawless and so perfect that actually that was fantastic. I think at the end of the day, law is loyal to things that are just done really damn well. So what brought upon this idea of him retiring and the Instagram post that stopped the world for 24 hours? A lot of people think that it has to do with a recent fashion show where he showed up with Zendaya He dressed her. They walked to sit at the front row. There was a seat for Zendaya and there wasn't a seat for him. And he seemed a little bit upset like, "'Hey, where's my seat?' This also led, of course, the internet went into a frenzy and people were saying him and Zendaya are fighting. How rude of Zendaya to not have a seat for him. People just like don't know how shit works." Law has come out at this point and said, look, like me and Zendaya are close as ever. We are real friends, not fake friends. This has nothing to do with that. And yes, I should have had a seat in the front row. We were just confused that I didn't have it because, you know, the people backstage didn't give it to me. It seems like it was some sort of political stuff. Now, what I find really interesting is that some people are fascinated by how he's retiring, but in different interviews, for years, he has been hinting at retiring. He's been talking about how he wants to move into his next era in his career, how he wants to take the next step, how he wants to move on, how he's interested in starting to work with interior design, and that could be his next step, how he's so proud of his home. There was even a look that he had for Celine Dion, where she was on stage, and he said, her look was so good, I almost felt like I had to retire. So interestingly enough, he's been slipping that word retire into his rhetoric for the past past couple of years so i don't think this is too much of an actual surprise another thing i want to mention is that he's been asked before in different podcasts what it's like dealing with racism in the industry and he's we we've all seen if i had to bet like what industry has got to be the most toxic out there Fashion has got to be 100% in the top three, and I don't even know that much about fashion, but we've all seen Devils Wear Prada. So he's talked about different stories where he'll walk into, I keep saying a room because I don't know much about fashion, maybe there's a styling, something backstage, but he'll walk in and somebody will greet his white female assistant thinking that that is him you know, the important person in charge. So he's talked about different moments like that. And I also want to bring up kind of a similar story because I'm seeing a lot of people online be like probably fueled by some of these blind items. Law is so petty, so hard to work with. And I'm reminded of the story of Shonda Rhimes leaving ABC to go work with Netflix. And Shonda Rhimes basically created like 2% of all of the TV shows you've ever watched. Grey's Anatomy, Bridgerton, Scandal, How to Get Away with Murder, and many, many more. And before she was working with Netflix, which she's doing now with Bridgerton, she was working with ABC. And underneath ABC is like a million and a half companies. Dude, like the entire world is run by five companies. But underneath ABC is Disney. And after working for ABC for years, you know how big Grey's Anatomy is, all of these shows. Shonda Rhimes was going on a trip to Disney underneath once again underneath the umbrella of ABC and she said hey can I get some extra passes we need one for the babysitter and my sister and ABC was being very picky about it oh we never do this we never really give out tickets like it's not something that we can do blah 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 but you know for you we'll make an exception Like, why are you pissing and moaning about a Disney ticket? They give them away on the radio, but, like, whatever. So she finally gets her extra ticket. She goes to Disneyland. The ticket doesn't work. She gets on the phone with someone at the company, and after trying to get the pass validated, the executive said, quote, don't you have enough? So after that conversation, she then talked to her lawyer, and she said, let's get me over to Netflix. And this spurred a lot of conversation on the Internet because people were saying – Hi, you're a millionaire that's only $154 you had to pay for a ticket. Couldn't you have just done it? And then there's the side of the argument that says it's only 154 tickets or dollars for a ticket. I've given ABC probably 2 billion dollars in profits and they're dragging their feet over giving me a $150 ticket. That's insane. And something that Law Roach always talks about, whether he is in these podcast interviews or speaking in America's Next Top Model, is that he knows his worth. And it's it's funny, a lot of times in America's Next Top Model too, he'll be like, I'm expensive, I'm expensive, like I'll send you my invoice, I'm expensive. And I think he also says too that he encourages other people to know their worth. And I think that there's something where people are uncomfortable when somebody else knows their worth, knows their importance, they get very triggered by it. And I think especially when that powerful person is a powerful black person in the entertainment industry, I think it triggers a lot of people. And if you think that I'm wrong about this, let me just put some other um, situations into perspective for this, right? People are saying for Shonda Rhimes, oh my God, she's being petty. Why would I care about a millionaire's problem for a $154 ticket? Oh, blah, blah, blah. When Taylor Swift, also a millionaire, multi-multi-millionaire, was fighting to get her master's back We, as like a society, didn't say, oh my God, that's like a millionaire's problem. Who cares? In fact, there were fans who took their own money and bought her a billboard to say that they support her. So why is it that when Taylor Swift has a millionaire problem, you buy her a billboard to support her, but when Shonda Rhimes has a millionaire problem, you're like, oh my God, that's petty. Why do we care about millionaires? It just doesn't add up. And you can think of that too. Every time Law Roach on America's Next Top Model is like, hey, I'll send you my invoice. I'm expensive. Some people I've been seeing in comments online, oh my God, that's so classless. He has no class to say something like that. That's so rude. Are you also commenting that on Ariana Grande's song Seven Rings, where she talks about how she can't stop swiping her credit card. And if you're sad in life, it's because you don't have enough money to solve your problems. And she's obsessed with spending all of her money and she buys closets for her friends and her boyfriends and all of this shit. No, you don't say that. It's annoying and hypocritical when people will be obsessed with billionaires' morning routines and how impressive that they made it there for nothing. And oh my God, Meryl, Streep and Devil Wears Prada is so bougie and so cutthroat and I love it, but La Roach doing the same thing. Oh, no, he shouldn't. He, you know, that's just like so rude to do in the industry. It doesn't make any fucking sense, you know? And look, this is something that honestly could be an episode in its own, but Carl Lagerfeld, also in the fashion industry, renowned bigot, right? So if you want to talk about somebody who the fashion industry like can't wait to get rid of, He's a renowned bigot. He has made so many racist, sexist, fat-phobic comments that, like, just give them a Google. They're really going to blow you away. Karl Lagerfeld has died, and they're still working with him by honoring him at the 2023 Met Gala. So it's just like, to me, the fashion industry is just like sick, sick, sick in the head. So I just think, you know, if you're doubting La Roach's comments on the politics and the narratives within the fashion industry, just take a look at that and let me know what you think. I don't know much about fashion, but I would just guess that it's, it's pretty stinking. Now... There have been blind items put out by Dumois. I, of course, am still blocked, but I can Google around for them, so I've brought them in for today's episode. All right, this one by Dumois. Law's not retiring, he's frustrated by not getting the respect he deserves, especially at Louis Vuitton, since he was the reason why Zendaya was noticed by the media and casting directors in the first place. Another blind item. Can't wait for the tea to spill about this celeb stylist, because if you know, you know. I know a few people who have worked with and for him, and no one ever had anything nice to stay. He still owes the, some of them money. I have heard of a lot of specific stories, so I can't share, but I've heard horrible emoji man... The emoji's blocking out a word. Thrown around a lot. Retire before you get canceled, I suppose. Now, this one's interesting because I don't know much about fashion, so let me know if you understand how everything works. But he still owes some of them money. I would imagine if he's – and I'm not going to say image architect because, like, I'm going to use a word that people understand. If he's a stylist for celebrities – Celine Dion or Anya Taylor-Joy will say, hey, I want to work with you. And then he sends them an invoice and says, here's how much it costs to work with me. So I don't understand how he could owe people money, right? Because aren't celebrities paying him? Maybe he pays designers to then rent their clothes. I don't know how it works. Somebody let me know if that one makes sense. It just confused me when I read it. Okay. Another Dumo blind item about this. Quote, retired stylist doesn't pay his assistants a living wage. Oh. We figured it out. He has assistants. Okay. Doesn't pay his assistants a living wage and forgets to pay them. On top of that, you should see the way he treats them. It's horrific and sad. It's shocking more celebrities aren't aware of his actions. It's sad to see so many people giving him attention and begging for him to stay around. He doesn't partake in a majority of the decision-making unless it's Zendaya. If you want to keep viewing his magic, then follow his assistants. And I think that's an interesting blind item because that's one of the blind items where time will tell, right? Like, if he stops working with Zendaya and her looks dramatically change, maybe it was him. If her looks stay fantastic, maybe she was a big part of the creative decision-making processes, as well as his assistants, right? Will his assistants start to dress I don't know, Haley Steinfeld and like turn her into a fashion icon? If so, then we could say this blind item would be true. All right. And then this is the last one here. Writing on behalf of the fashion PR girls. All of them have endured nightmares with this proclaimed retired stylist. With the Louis Vuitton show, he showed up to the show nearly an hour late. He knew well in advance where he was seated, but he still proceeded to make a scene. And I'm just going to interject there because if you've seen the video of him and Zendaya walking up to the front. He doesn't make a scene. Like he stands there. He stand that's actually all that he does. He stands there and then Zendaya looks to the back and they like look for a seat and then the video cuts off. So that's really to me, I mean, that's not making a scene anyway. That aside, he is the absolute worst stylist to work with and will bully and torment every single PR while begging for their clothes. Brands and agencies continue to work with him for the sake of relationships with his VIPs, but I can definitely speak on behalf of all of us by saying that we are all sick of his bullshit and hope that this retirement is real and not yet another public temper tantrum to gain sympathy from the general public. So there we have it. We've got some pretty pointed blind items and then we've got a little bit more. All I'm going to say is if your opinion on La Roach only comes from seeing some of his stylings on the red carpet and some of these blind items, I really suggest just listen to one of the podcasts that he's been on. I think you really get to know what someone's about when you listen to them for 60 minutes straight. I just got good vibes. He's definitely a little bit messy and he's definitely a little bit dramatic and he's definitely a little bit theatrical with how he expresses himself almost sometimes in a little bit of a woo-woo way. But also that fucking makes sense, dude. Could you imagine if like, I don't know, typically like accountant An image architect. Like, there's no Venn diagram in the middle where it's like, oh, they both have the same personality. So, let me know what you think. The last thing I want to mention is that a few people in YouTube comments were basically saying that in response to these Dumois blind items, they were saying, oh my God, he was a judge on America's Next Top Model and the Voguing show Legendary on HBO Max. And I know judges are supposed to judge, but there's a difference between constructive and just mean. And he was mean, in my opinion. I've only seen a few clips of him judging, and I thought that, yeah, he was strict, but once again, I think that it came from a place of, like, he loves excellence, and he loves when things are done well. And I think he's pretty honest across the board, because we saw in that example, even if Kiki Palmer is delivering him an absolute verbal smackdown, if it's done really well, he's like good job. That was a really good smackdown. So I think I think he's just misunderstood. And I think that he's someone who just cares a shit ton about craft and getting something done really well. If I had to imagine going to high school with Law Roach, I would probably hate being in a group project with him because he would be like super anal about the project being right but I would love for him to dress me for prom. Do you know what I mean? Like he's damn good at what he does. So let me know what you think about all of this, the rumors that you've heard, what you believe in, and what your favorite look is. You don't have to say it's this one. This one, you know, sometimes I get it pretty close on with the outfits. This one one wasn't that close, but you know what? Stick around for next week, okay? I'm going to try to get better at these every week. So thank you for hanging out with me, and I will see you on Monday for a full episode of Fluently Forward. Bye, guys.